Hi guys, welcome back to Oh Bravo, the podcast. You're here with Chantel and Hello, you guys. It's been a hot minute. Actually, it's been less than we normally have between recordings. We decided to do it on Wednesday night tonight instead of a Thursday, Friday. You're welcome. A bit of a treat for you guys. And because of that, it means that we can cover some of the more hot topics that just happened this week, including a recap of Real Housewives of New York, which I know some of you have been requesting. I know. It's true. We've been a bit slack lately with Roni, but to be honest, it's been a little bit boring. But I feel like because there's news this week, we're going to recap it. So um, first of all, the news of the week. I know. Dorinda is leaving Roni, she announced today. I'm so sad. Me too. But I'm also like this whole episode, I'm about to bitch about her for a solid 15 minutes when we recap it. So like, I'm sad, but I'm also like... Like this, this has not been her best season, but she, I think, of all the Roni women, have the best um, confessionals. Oh, totally. Like, don't and you think? she has the best drunken moments. Like, remember totally. when Luann um, and old mate Tom got engaged, and then Dorinda <laughs> did her speech, and she's like, "There's a moment in time." and everyone's like okay cool i feel like ramona's the one that makes me feel a little bit more normal about when i get drunk myself because i feel like at least she's semi-normal when she's sober so that you mean dorinda yes who did i say ramona oh god no (laughs) it's already happening you guys break up i have to edit that out no i cannot ever relate to ramona but um dorinda when she's drunk because she yeah she's quite logical when she's sober except for when people accuse her of being angry but other than that she's pretty good when it comes to being sober and being fun and then when she gets drunk she just is fucking she's a loose unit i know so apparently it was a mutual agreement between her and bravo no idea like a few people like you got fired but i think it was mutual I reckon she's watched herself so far and she's like, you know what? My mm. reputation's getting slandered. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. Like, I think she's going to leave. I think she wants to leave before, you know, the ship sinks kind of thing on her. Yeah, and like she, leave you know, on a good she note. had a breakup with John this season and stuff. So like, it's probably been a lot on her emotionally. Like, I know we all think that John's a loser and stuff, which he is. But also they've been together for like seven or eight years. I think she yeah. mentioned in her like goodbye that it was like a great way for her to heal from uh Richard's death yeah. as well so like maybe she's just the point where she's like you know what I'm like wanting to get back to basics we will miss you Dorindy but I'm yeah happy for you but you know what I'm gonna miss the most the Berkshires episodes oh totally like what the fuck and we never got to see Rihanna come to the Berkshires you know how she I wrote know. Riri was gonna Riri wrote on her insta like invite me over Bit I would have fucking for sure watched Riri I know I did like how Bethany Leah, pretty much all of them, I think it was. Sonia, even Ramona were like, love you, like good riddance, like not good riddance. Good sorry. riddance. <laughs> What's so the other supportive. one? Um, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Wait, Bethany commented. Yeah, she wrote a whole post being oh. like, the next chapter begins. It's so exciting. I, I feel like, like Bethany's like, thank fuck I wasn't on this season. I think with Bethany's also like, on the floor again. let me make this post about me. But anyway, yeah. Oh, okay, so that's what happened basically with Roni. We also had some exciting um, news in the below deck, below deck med arena. We got news that Kate Chastain. I don't know who she so is. So Shansonance doesn't know who she is. She actually was the chief stew for, I think she missed the first season of okay. below deck. But then since then, she was like the chief stew on every single season. So maybe like seven. How many seasons are there? Eight. 
Okay, so, so she's like, yeah, she did like a constant. Yeah, so the first season she wasn't in, and then every season after that she was in as Chief Stew. And why did she leave? Well, it was just like the last um, season, like had so much misogyny, like with the deck yeah. crew, like it was just really shit, and they all kind of like ganged up against her, and like yeah. I don't know, it's just like a really toxic environment. And she's kind of like Hannah in that she's like doing it for a really long time. She's a bit like serious about it. She's just, she's like, just eh, seasoned, no bullshit. and like she was just a bit over it, I think. And she had a really great relationship with the captain, Captain Lee. But it seems like she's actually going to be moving to the below deck med family. Ooh, which will be exciting. I actually have no fucking idea what she's going to be doing because originally, sorry guys, when I posted it on Instagram stories as like the news breaking situation, I was just super excited because it said like you know, Kate Chastain will be returning to Bravo with Below Deck Med. And then it's like, Below Deck Med, watch with Kate Chastain. Oh, Starting no. September 8th. Oh. Which is I'm soon. Sure, but does that just mean, like, she's recapping it? Like, you can watch with her? But that's stupid. That is stupid. We'll, so I'm we'll so keep you sorry, tuned. you guys. I've already posted about it being really excited because I thought she was going to be, like, the new Chief Stew because I was like, fuck Bugsy. And now it's Aisha we've heard this week. No, it'll be – I mean, Bugsy will probably be the Chief Stew. But uh, I'm like, I thought Kate was going to come on and be the Chief Stew of Med. Oh, that's, that's a letdown. But it's actually like Blood Deck Med watch with Kate Chastain starting soon. And they can't have filmed a whole other season. So, like, I was just You know like, what could have helped this? Grandma. Oh. Grandma. There could have been a comma somewhere there. I know. Anyway. Joins Blood Deck Med in a stupid way. Well, I've got a little – Bit of goss, mm. but I don't know if it's goss. Tell but me. I just saw this um old Instagram with like Bravo faces. It wasn't old; it was like a week or so ago. And he, this guy, had a podcast with Tamra and Tamra Judge from OC. We mm. all know who she is. Actually, I think I already know what you're going to say. And yeah, when he was like, "Would we ever do like a Bravo All Stars?" Yeah, and put them on an island together. And she was like, "We were going to do works. that." Yeah, I, did we know that? No, but I did read about that as well. Because yes. Chantel was saving this for me as, like, her hot piece of gossip, but now I realise exactly what she's saying. Yes. Who would you want on the island? Okay. Pick oh one God, from each franchise. Um, okay. So, uh, like, X or, like, can it be past people and now people? Yeah. Just, okay. So, if we go, I think I would really like um, Dorinda. Mm-hmm. I'm just on my mind. I'd like Bethany. No, it'd be oh, shit. one from each. Oh, okay. I fucked this up. Um, <laughs> one clear instruction. Vicky? Vicky? Oh, what about this? Okay. Vicky Dorinda. Even yeah. that's already a clash. Love it. Vicky Dorinda and we're gonna, and then um, Kim Richards. I love it. That would be messy. I would want Vicky for sure, not Tamara. Mm-hmm. Vicky from OC. I would want um, Ramona from Roni. Eek. Because they've actually already had Vicky and Ramona have had beef. I love that. At BravoCon and stuff. Um, <laughs> Someone necessary. And then I would put in Ashley Darby Ooh. from Patones. And I then I would Patones. put in um, – Ooh, who would I put in from BH? I might put in a good Kimmy Richards as well. Yeah, spice that. Or a Brandy. Yeah, Brandy's just going to get messy though. It would be like the messiest scenario It'd ever. It would be messy. Maybe Erica. True, Erica could be a nice. I don't know. Like, I just want them all on Long Island, equal. personally. That would be really fun. And then I could watch that for a whole it? year rather than any of the series. Oh my god! I thought. I mean, I was super excited to read that as well because I thought it would be amazing. You know. Anyway, stay tuned on that one. I'm really hoping they let loose who was gonna be in it. Yes, but I mean, um, if Tamara's in it, like, well, no, yeah, you yeah. know, not ideal. 
Okay, you guys, we're gonna do our recap of Real Housewives of New York. I hope you guys are ready. Stay tuned. Okay, you guys, straight back into it with the episode of Real Housewives of New York. It's been a hot minute since we have done one of these recaps. So I think it's probably fair that we give you a quick um, little overview of how we've been finding it. I would say shwasted is a really good word to sum up the recent episodes like they've been in Mexico which has been really really fun but like just every it feels to me like groundhog hog groundhog day totally with like these a, women at least with BH you can be you can kind of pace things out as, not really pace things out but you can kind of set locations be like oh you know this episode but this time I was like wait the episode yeah, where they were know. drunk and you're like that's every episode this season the episode where leah and ramona are arguing about being drunk or the episode where luann and dorinda are arguing about being drunk or yeah. the episode where sonia and ramona are shitting themselves like it's lots of drunkiness yeah so we just haven't found like that anything significant has happened especially considering the roni women like as soon as they pick up an argument they drop it as soon as they pick it up so yes. like it's not like there's anything that's worth discussing in detail anyway so but this episode I thought was like good it was fun at least after having a few weeks break from recapping I think I found it a bit more fun yeah I mean I think we got to some like real conversations regarding like Dorinda's anger and stuff so we started off the episode we got Sonia and Ramona in their dual room which they're big fans of sharing a room Sonia's wearing these like cute reading glasses and she's got like this casual look well, she's, like, sitting on her bed, like, looking at her iPad. And I just think she, like, reminds me of every mom. Yeah. I want to, like, snuggle in her lap. It's a very mumsy scene. Like, they've just had a day at the beach. They're just, like, it's that in-between time where you're not ready for dinner yet. Everyone's in their robes. Everyone's in their robes. And all their robes, if you notice, have their names on them, which is really cute. And I know. Like, I love it. I, I want to like the hotel robe. did that for them. And I would do that for them as well me if too. I was the hotel person. If, I was, if they came to my house. Great idea. Everything. <laughs> we should do personalized robes for them. That would be me. It's, like, the yeah. chief assistant. And they like, like yeah. you're dumb. Anyway, so they're sitting on their bed and Ramona, smarty, mix smarty pants, decides to send an article to the group chat, group chat minus Leah. Mm. So it's um, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Dorinda in yeah. this group chat. And Ramona's like, well, obviously I need to talk to Dorinda about her anger issues because last episode she pretty much like blew up about the fact that Sonia was like taking work calls at the breakfast table we just kind of saw a blow up of things that were really contradictory to then what she would do later in the episode it didn't really make sense she was just angry mick angryson and then she does that whole thing where like as soon as someone's like hey like that's not really fair she's like well fuck you like i don't think that's fair i'll cry a little bit more oh yeah. also you're really rude all the time too and well, it's like well, we kind of say this again because so Ramona sends this article about how like she's grumpy how to identify how, anger issues or yeah, something and something she's like this really, is a great idea to just send with no context to Dorinda something really passive aggressive and then so Dorinda fires back with like all these like straight up just these um articles about Ramona being seen looking wasted or just anything kind of and um and then so Ramona uh, sorry Leah comes in well, first we get Luann coming, being like, what did you do? You shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. Luann, voice of reason, she's like, no, now she's going to think that we're all getting up on her. She's going to be on the defense. I'm like, wow, Lou. Like, I know. She was like, that's not the way to do it, which is like, thank you, Lou. So smart. And, and then, then Dorinda comes down and like Luann's already like, wait, aware that she's... Me. Oh, sorry. You go. We yeah. need to talk about Dorinda comes down in 
these pants? Pants. The pants. The pants. The pants. She's wearing like these bedazzled floral pants that everyone's like, oh, you look so cute. And she's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. What did she say? She's like, yeah. She's like, they're, I know. They're, they're from Italy. Original. Oh, they're from Italy. Then so. Luann's like, oh, you always have the cool stuff. Anyway, <laughs> okay, yeah, you should go talk to Ramona and Sonia. Like, good luck. They're waiting inside the bedroom for you. Just push through that door. Dorinda walks in and she's like, here you go, Sonia. I decided not to wear these pants so you can wear them. Also, Ramona, there's plenty more articles where that came from. Yeah, keep going. I double dare ya. Yeah, that's great. Keep going. And Ramona's like, you look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. It's a really you look amazing. And scary like, no. Just keep going. I've got way more articles where that came from. Like, it's a fucking, like, it's like the most, it's like more passive aggressive than two mother-in-laws at Thanksgiving dinner. Like, where you're like, oh, There's yeah, so amazing. much happening. And I think the scariest line is when Ramona says, you're worse than my father. Yes. You Did you hear that? than my father. You'll get angrier than my father. And you have to say everything twice with these people because no one's listening because they're all talking over no. each other. Like, Dorinda's like, keep going, keep going. Oh. Oh, here comes your turtle tears. Oh, go on. I fucking hate it when Dorinda's like being really sarcastic as well about people's emotions. Like it's just so I, insensitive. I just feel like Dorinda and Ramona separately are two people that I would find very hard to fight with. And so oh, yeah. them fighting against each other is just like bombs going off, landing nowhere. It's just weird. It's a hot mess of like insults that most people would take probably like two years to get over whereas like this group it's like just fucking throw them around like i just said you are angrier than my father who's like a i've said he's like abusive to my whole family and then you've also said that oh you're jealous of my life like you can have like this is what dorinda said to run she's like oh you can have my life if, if you want to like why don't you look in the mirror and see why you're so sad in your life like they say these really horrible things really hurtful it's just like an aside like they just make it act like it's just like just like just quick chat and it's like well hold it's, on yeah it's actually really nasty and then so dorinda leaves and ramona like comes back to sonia who's like not really said anything meanwhile she has a confessional she's like i wasn't saying anything i just I want to it. see how it goes blah which blah blah all of us. which is all of us but then ramona's like you know what i think it is sonia she's just jealous you know in my life i go on dates i have girlfriends again she mentions the girlfriends and oh now i'm God. like i think we should start playing like out all the time she's always inside she's so I think we should start playing a drinking game every time she mentions girlfriends. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Legit. And then every time Dorinda's like, oh, yeah, like does her little fake smile thing. So we get a little bit more of this fake smile thing because Dorinda goes outside to sit and get a drink or whatever. Well, and then well, Luann so comes someone out. Someone poos? Do you remember that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Ramona Weird. does a light poo in her robe. Yes, on the floor. So just before we go back out to Dorinda, like um, <laughs> Sonia's like, Oh yeah, there's a little there's a little shit on the floor, and she's like, "Oh, see, she got me so mad. She made me poo. She made me poo my robe." Which is like at this point, I feel like I've seen them shit so much on TV. It doesn't I would, even surprise me. Yeah, it's like also very odd shit. It's like a rabbit shit. It's like tiny. Yeah, it looks like a little pebble. It's a little yeah, a it's, little rabbit. I don't know how that happened. Pebble. That's never happened to me when I'm angry. No, no. maybe it does, and I just don't. Yeah. have a good enough. I'll look next look. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're outside. Dorinda's chilling out she's got a drink she's acting like nothing has fussed her and luann comes out with this giant um pool toy that's a popsicle and she's like hey it's me i've got a popsicle i'm gonna break the ice with a giant pool i'm toy. gonna break the ice with the popsicle and dorinda's like oh lou hey what's up and lou's like look i don't give a fuck what you've got going on with those chicks like that's not how i would have handled it at all but i do think we need to talk about the fact that you again again she does it every time like made fun of the fact that I went to jail. Like, she always seems to throw that yeah. back in her face. Oh, I didn't get a mugshot over it. Like, 
She just does it. It's so inappropriate. Yeah, because that's like heavy stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't have a mugshot yet. But I hope that when I do, my friends are a little like, they know the, the moments to pick and choose, you know? And Luann wasn't even like insulting her when she did it. Like normally Dorinda's like gives you an insult when you insult her. But like in this case, like poor Luann was just caught in the middle of. I know. I don't think we've ever said poor Luann before. No. Like, we really like Luann. Like, she was just being real. She's like, I know you're angry at me, but I just want to say, like, sometimes she's like, no, no. Anyway, it was hard to watch. It was really hard. Leah- Dorinda's like, oh, oh, yeah, do you think I'm hard on you? Oh, like, you said this about me. Oh, and I apologize. Remember how many times do I have to apologize? And it's like, she just doesn't get it. And it's like, at the it's point where this doesn't make sense for anyone to talk to her about it because no. it's just like. There's no getting through to her. Leah comes out to a brick wall. and she looks amazing. She's wearing like this cool off-white whole get up thing. And then she sits down and Dorinda's like, you'll never guess what Luann's saying. But she does put it in a way that like Leah's kind of like doesn't get the context of the conversation. I yeah, think. and poor Leah wasn't like, I was going to say CC'd. <laughs> she wasn't um included in the group chat so she's like well oh, she doesn't know she's like hey guys like i'm new here happy night in mexico and it was so great because um dorinda says the word minutia i think about like 300 times yes which i did you know what it meant i feel like i've i had heard it before but i wasn't like i've does like, it mean I, contextually i was like yeah okay i feel it but like i didn't i don't know how to use it in a sentence i feel like maybe i'm really uncultured that i didn't know it but Chantel googled it for everyone who's not sure you know, another another moment where you're like, shit, I'm actually learning things from Real Housewives. And what does it mean? It means minor detail. So please phone it's up like, if I'm um, wrong. Dorinda doesn't want to focus on the minutiae. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Bravo. I just won the spelling bee. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So anyway, yeah, they're having this conversation. It all kind of gets a bit brushed under the rug. They're like, like dinner is served. And everyone's yeah. like, okay. And Sonia and Ramona suddenly appear and they're all sitting around this beautiful table. We've got Ramona's like kissing Dorinda's ass again. She's like, oh, this is so great. Yeah, you should sit here because you're the host of this trip. Oh, yes. Thanks, chef. Like the fucking service has been amazing. Like the food is incredible. And that's when Dorinda is like a bloody Ramona, you know, like she'll only thank people when she wants it to distract from something. So she, there's obviously tension. It's like not who she is no. at all. And then it dies in a second because this person, Poor this waitress, woman. brings out a wine. And Ramona's getting so mad. And, like, not, I think the way to, like, refuse and be a bit posh is wine is how Sutton did on yeah. um, Bev Hills when they went to Rome. She's like, oh, that's terrible wine. And it's like, but she was still polite about it. She was a bit, like, posh. Whereas Ramona didn't even taste it. She just looked at the bottle and she's like, oh, it's too old. Yeah. It's old. I don't know. I don't want this. And then she, like, tasted it and she's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then there was something happening with, like, the temperature of it, I, I know. think. Well, to be fair, though, I think she was saying she didn't want chilled red wine, which fair I don't enough. either. She was like, I want it to room temperature. And I was like, isn't that how it's always served? Why is everyone else drinking chilled red wine? I mean, they're in Mexico. It's really hot, right? I mean, I probably. Know. I take wine, however. You're a bit more – you have a bit more of a I palate. Know, I'm sorry. I'm like, is it liquid? I'll I've drink got it. a bit more Ramona in me than I care to admit. <laughs> and it's funny because Sonia as well was like, okay, great, Ramona. Like, you don't like an old bottle of wine. Like, I'll take the 1962 Merlot and you can have the 2020 Pinot Noir. Like, it was just oh, like oh, – oh. it was a bit of a stupid thing to say about wine because obviously yeah, wine gets better with age. Just Dang like right. Ramona, I think, has claimed that she does. Well, renewal, yes. So by the end of the whole entire dinner – 
were just like they they've basically been chatting everything out we've got leah's finally included on this text thing i wouldn't say there's any clear resolution they're just talking about how much they love each other pretty much they just get drunk to a certain amount that they all then be like we've all been there for each other though so cheers and then you're like cool next (laughs) oh my god and then chantelle and i were saying like holy shit like that one text message that ramona sent would have been a whole season of bh yeah, a whole season's like worth of like, golf. Was she saying that I have anger issues or was she saying that you have anger issues? What do you mean she sent it and didn't include me in the message? Oh my God, this is as manipulative as LVP. <laughs> so whatever. So anyway, we finished the dinner. Everyone's kind of, I think Luann left super early in the morning because I don't know why. She had like an early flight back to New York. We see a little bit of Dorinda's skincare routine. 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 She's got some sort of like cute headband on with little like ears. Yeah, I saw someone, I think it was um, blocked by Jax. She was saying Uh, it looked like, you know that weird singer Siwa? Siwa. No, Jojo Siwa. Jojo (laughs) Siwa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, who is this lady? Girl, I I just saw her this week. She's crazy. Anyway, that's for another Did you see her with the James Charles makeover? Is that why you saw her? No, I saw her on like a show and then I went through this like deep, deep, like two hour Instagram spiral. I got to know her dad. He likes fishing. No, I still don't really get it, but she's like, yeah, multimillionaire. Yeah, not sure. 17 year old. Not sure about it. 10 year old. Yeah, it's intense. There's a lot to comprehend. Yeah. But anyway, that's who Dorinda kind of looks like in that bit. Um, And then what happens after that? We're back in the city. I think we kind of go to Lee's place of work, which I actually really like to see because, I don't know, I never knew Married to the Mob, but also I'm not really in the streetwear kind of aesthetic, I would say. I love the clothes. They're cool. I just like her that she, you know, made the biz on her own. Yeah, I thought it was like I like seeing her behind the scenes office stuff and like I just think it's like really cute to see her little team and like it seems like she's doing really well for herself yeah and she's like wanting to expand it's exciting exactly and we see we also see a little scene of Ramona and her therapist yes interesting he looks like he's like 16 years old with a beard she's like she doesn't even need therapy this poor guy can't get a word in edgewise like she's like self-diagnosing herself she's I like, mean anyway I push she it away does need therapy but I I think well, she, it's her, not gonna help she's her. not doing it she's not doing it right because then she has this moment where she's like you know like everyone always thinks I'm just like a sensual sensual body I'm but more I'm than so that. much more than that and I'm like this is the story of my life no <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's actually, Kendall and I were saying, like, imagine having just one-eighth of that. Her confidence. Yes. Man, I would gulp that shit up. I just, there's so much to unpack in this woman. And when the therapist was like, just keep doing what you're doing, I'm like, do you want to watch the show? And, and then maybe get reassess back to your advice. I don't think she's doing life quite right. Oh, that was it was truly an inspiring scene though to watch her bring her notes of like examples <laughs> of times that she's pushed men away in recent days and we got to see like a little snippet of her having this date with this random dude she's like i just want to be normal with guys like the way that i am with my girlfriends you're so good at her the way that i am with my girlfriends yes <laughs> it's beautiful whereas with guys everyone always says that i'm very demure and very quiet demure. which i'm never demure but like or I, quiet i think she was just like yes she is a bit weird when she's around guys but like isn't everyone when they're like nervous or flirty like i don't know though maybe she, i feel like she was always a bit weird around mario as well yes maybe she's like this older ego like yeah i just think she's a bit tapped and she doesn't let yes. guys see it and that's probably why it gets fucked up but i do think as a dating note to her she should not shit in front of them 
Yeah, I mean, maybe pooing all over a TV isn't really hot. Yeah, little nuggets of gold. Little nuggets. Um, so then we get, um, so Sonia and Luann, it's kind of like a nothing story, but yeah. Sonia misses a rehearsal with Luann. Luann apparently told her. Sonia's like, you did not tell me. And then that's kind of it. It's just a bit yeah, boring. Yeah, it's a bit stupid. I feel like there's But we needed a filler scene. Um, I think we see Leah's mum pop over to Leah's, which yeah, I liked. I don't know. I just can't be bothered. Like, I don't want anyone to, like, given the fact that this whole entire season is about alcohol, I don't really need a mum coming in being like, alcohol is bad. Okay, I get that. I don't know. I'm a bit like, mm, I like how is she supposed it. to be on the show if she doesn't drink? Maybe I'm just too in interested in Leah, Leah's life. I'm like, tell me more. Whereas you're like, no, nah, I'm over it. I'm just like, where's the gals? I never really like individual scenes, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, more of like a group trip. Group ones are better, for sure. But I don't know. I wouldn't want to see like Luann's family. But Leah's, I'm like, yeah, you're interesting. I mean, it was cute. And it was nice to see that she's got a better relationship with her mom than we have seen like earlier in the season. Yeah, I don't think it's as strained as I thought. Like, I think Leah's just holding on to stuff. She talks about like she's... A, think she's still a teenager or something. Yeah, I think she has a lot of guilt about how she, like, fucked up her mom's life when she was younger. Yeah, I want to know more. <laughs> she just seems like she was really rowdy Yeah, as a child. But she's done a lot now and she's good. Like, I think that her mom said she was proud of her, even though it looked like she was pulling teeth to get her to say those words. But isn't that everyone's mom? <laughs> yes. I think it is. So let's not have a pity party about no. it. Then we go to Sonia's event this Century 21 party. Leah's finally in a Sonia by Sonia Morgan outfit that's not disgusting. It actually looked like something that Leah would have just plonked out of her wardrobe. Yeah, me, I thought that as well. It was like a cute, like, knitted ribbed dress with, like, um, little, like, shoulder holes. Shoulder <laughs> holes and um, a turtleneck. Like, I thought yeah, it was really it was cute. cute. And very Leah. Very Leah. Ramona was wearing something that was pretty Ramona. It was, like, a bit, like, in the words, a bit too young for her to wear, I feel. Yeah, and it looked like she was naked. I think the color was a smidge too close to her actual yeah, skin Yeah, it was type. a bit like it made her, I would say, if I was a makeup washed artist. Out. Yeah, washed her out, like made her look too pink or something. I don't know. Mm. Like yeah, I, the coloring was off. She looked a bit like a ham that was undercooked. I don't think Dorinda was wearing Sonia by Sonia Morgan. No. Dorinda just loved the good um boyfriend tee with a belt. Yeah. Boyfriend um. Would we call that a shirt? It's more like a, yeah, college shirt. College Boyfriend shirt. shirt. Yes, done. She you got do one of John's, <laughs> John's old school shirts from the dry cleaners and just chucked it over. Chic as always. Very Princess Di. Yes. 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 Beautiful, Pre. beautiful, beautiful. Basically, Sonia just kind of like, they're all drinking out of these test tube glasses. Very, very skinny. Very, very tall. Weird glasses. Very, very odd. Ramona's, um, you know, getting someone to hold her drink. Everyone's being super pumped. I didn't get Sonya. that bit why she was hold, getting someone to hold her drink. She was like taking her coat off. She's like, I can't stop drinking. Hold my drink. Yeah, no, it was weird. The whole thing was weird. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot that would that like went on here, I would there say. There were just like lots of weird snippets. It kind of ended like, yeah, Sonia did her speech and she was just like, I love you guys. And Ramona's phone rang. It was cute, but it just was so nothing. And then I honestly cannot tell you what happened in the preview. Oh, I can. Okay, right. So next week we see Elise come back. Yes, 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 yes. And Ramona's like, I never trusted that girl. Interestingly, Luann's like, I never got close to her. It's like, yeah. Luann, she just loves drama. And but it's yeah. so mean. Like, Elise seems like she was a ride-or-die friend for Ramona. And then they oh, go yeah. to this party, which I think is hosted by Leah. And Elise arrives and Ramona's like, I don't know you. Like, she's fully ignoring her. And Elise, like, grabs her arm and is like... Whereas, like, when she ignores Dorinda, Dorinda just, like, ignores her back and they do that weird passive-aggressive fight. Mm. But Elise is like, I'm going to hold your hand and make you look at me. I so know. I'm excited for that. Same. I feel like maybe Ronnie could do with a bit more of, like, a 
you know, hands on all that. At least gives me a little bit like New Jersey vibes and I like that. Totally. Yeah. That's all, guys, for Roni. Yeah, Let we us hope know, you enjoyed. Yeah, how you're feeling about Roni. Like, we must be near the end if BH is near the end. I know. I feel like BH started after Roni, or maybe yeah. it's just the fact that Roni packs so much into their episodes, whereas BH is like... One topic one forever. Did Brandy sleep with Denise? Anyway, guys, <laughs> we are going to do a recap of Real Housewives of Potomac next, so stay tuned. Okay, you guys, welcome back. We're about to do a quick recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac. So last week we had the beautiful sip and see of little baby Dean, aka Benjamin Button, reverse aging mini Michael. But he's so cute. In a scary way. <laughs> In a scary way, but I think he's adorable. And this episode we open with a beautiful, I would say majestic, stunning, um, you know, what radiant scene of Giselle and her eldest daughter oh, yeah. doing a little thing I like to call hippity hop. Hip hop dance she class? Was, they were doing a little hip hop dance class, which looked like it was maybe a mother daughter dance class. Which, okay, one, if you're 15, you don't agree to do that. No. And two, you don't agree to do that on camera. No. Nah. It was very weird. Also, there was a guy leading the dance called Chucky. Chucky. No one's called Chucky. No, you. that's like the little tiny scary horror movie doll. I know. You don't want to be named Chucky. It was cute though. Giselle was really trying to, you know, not purposely, but she, there was a lot of embarrassing your kid happening. Like there was shoulder movements happening. She was like saying like Rihanna, Lizzo, Beyonce, and her oh, daughter was like, no. it was. It was cute though. It was nice to it see them cute. kind of hanging out. And then at the end... They had a little scene where they sat on the floor after their little moving and grooving and they chatted about Jamal and like the whole awkward dinner that they had had the previous time. And um, Giselle's basically like, are you mad at mommy? And she's like, no. And she's like, are you mad at daddy? And she's like, no. And she's like, are you mad at mommy and daddy? And she's like, hmm. Long pause. No. I don't know. Like... I feel sad for Giselle. I feel like she's obviously really stressed about it. But also, yeah, her daughter's allowed to be non-commentary on TV. You know, she's allowed to be like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, and then, then, like, we get a bit more clarity on this situation a bit later when Cal comes in, I think. Yeah. And he kind of just clears it all up. But for this scene, I feel like it's just been really good to see this candid relationship between Giselle and her daughters. Like, I just really enjoy it. Like. I know I don't like individual scenes, but when I watch Giselle and her kids, I'm like, this is how I want to be as a mom. Yeah, except, like, I could not try and be as cool as her. I just – she's too cool. Um, Okay, so then we go to um Karen's house, mm-hmm. and they – she's, like, in her new Potomac house, and they introduce her assistant, Matt, and they put, Matt. like, inverted commas around him. So he was the guy at Karen's famous press conference. Oh my god, why wasn't Matt in your favorite friends of? <laughs> he's not a friend. We don't have any. He's an assistant of. But he's not. Like, we, we, who is Matt? Do you know? Matt is someone that Karen needed. And then someone <laughs> that she could pay to film with her so that she could have more scenes, so that she's not just talking by herself in a room because her husband doesn't want to film yeah. with her. So she pays Matt. He's such a question mark, Matt. But anyway, he's. And then there. I loved at the press conference when everyone was like, is this your lawyer? <laughs> she's like, this is my oldest friend, Matthew. And he's like 25. Like, and she's like, we've been friends for 23 years. 
aka since he was two. Everyone was just like, who is this white guy here to adjudicate this conversation that we're having? You were a really bad Hawaiian show a bit later in the episode, so... Yeah. He's not doing himself any favours on camera. He's not on the top rankings for tonight's episode, but he's there with Karen and Karen is preparing to host a soiree. She'll welcome herself and her hubby back to Potomac. Yes. But, um, yeah, she kind of, like, invites this. She wants to put together a cool invite, like a parent being like, maybe I'll send an electronic invite. But at this time she does it in a way that, like, she invites, like, some sort of page boy over who's, like. I know. And, like, a 13-year-old videographer when, like, the whole time she probably could have just gotten someone to film it on her iPhone. But she's got, like, a full-blown camera. She's like, okay, um, I think the girl's name was, like, Evangeline. <laughs> like, it was like, okay, Angel, Evangeline, please come in and choreograph this video, which is just basically Karen sitting in a chair and this poor guy singing this song that Karen clearly wrote, like, 1,200 takes. Yeah, and he dares to call her the Grand Dame. Instead of the grand dame, big rookie era. I know. Anyway, they record that, and yeah, that's just a very <laughs> interesting scene. Um, then we get to our favorite scene of the whole entire episode, which is um, Wendy and Robin hanging out in the park with their boys. They bring so Robin brings her two boys. Um, Wendy brings her two boys, which by the way, like are four of the cutest children I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Like if I was at that park, I would have been like, scoop, scoop, scoop. They're all mine. I could have watched this, this scene the whole episode. Like, I found them so fascinating. Like, They everyone. just, I think, had, like, an instant friendship connection. Yeah. Like, they have tell. a chemistry. Like, I think they have a lot in common. Like, they're both, I don't know, like, sports wives. And they both have, you know, the two boys. They were, like, playing football together. Bloody Robin brings, like, these little tiny alcoholic beverages like a little margarita and stuff and they're like getting on it i swear they have like two hard liquors while they're there i'm like you guys drove here with your kids it's so cute and then like robin said she's like we literally just met and i'm like what's up girl wendy's my girl and i'm like okay, yeah cool like i love it i think you can tell sometimes when you meet someone you're like yeah yeah you're my person it feels like more authentic than wendy's relationship with candace and candace is supposed to be the one that's like introduced her to the group well okay so wendy and candace oh sorry wendy and robin are talking and and wendy's kind of telling robin all this shit candace has said about giselle. the group and mostly giselle and i feel like wendy's kind of just getting that Candace isn't that cool and everyone kind of hates her so i think wendy might be like retreating a bit from this friendship yeah, and then it's so great because I think they're talking about the whole Candace situation. That or they're talking about Karen and whether or not she sleeps with Ray still. And one of um Robin's kids just, like, ups and just randomly pops himself in between them. Like, they're sitting on their, like, you know, straddling the side of a picnic table and he just sits, like, right in between them. And Robin's like, dude, like... What are you doing? I think it's Carter. He's, like, just, just sitting like, there. Bro, like, do you have to just sit, like right there he's like i want to listen i'm like thank you you're one of us you just said what everyone was thinking little man you want the tea and we love it in real time imagine like your mom being on housewives i'd be like taking this back to the podcast i'd be like i'm just gonna sit right here (laughs) (laughs) what are are we talking about team why not do you want my opinion so that's really cute. Then we go and meet Ashley and Candace. They're getting together in a coffee shop. Um, Candace sits there early. It's really cute. Ashley comes. She's really flustered. She's wearing Aww. a backpack. She has the baby Dean in the pram. She can't get in because there's all these chairs. She's kind of ramming the pram. Dude, through. Ashley has really mellowed out. 
It was really cute. She's wearing a necklace that says Dean, which I just think me. she's become like a little sweet little cherub since giving birth to her baby. Like you could tell before she used to have like just this fiery, like spunky rage inside of her all the time. But I feel like now she's kind of just smell it out. She's like, look, Candace was an asshole, which she was like some but of I the think- things that Candace tweeted when she was apparently like in labor. Yeah, I don't think the whole the whole people saying she's in labor, I don't think that's part of it because I'm like, she didn't know she was in labor. But I think she should have got that. It was while she was about to give birth regardless. Yeah. And also the stuff isn't like, oh, this girl is just such a bitch. It's like really mean stuff that you don't just say offhand. You it's like you've wench, thought about. You concubine. Yes. You are a little munition of my life. What's it called? The little things that Dorinda says? Manushka. Manusha. Manusha. I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Oh my god, one you thing guys, goes I just want to say it casually in a sentence once during this podcast. Oh, it's so. a good time. It's a good time. I'm going to slip it in there when you least expect it. So that's kind of cute. Yeah, I think I think Ashley's just like, look, I'm. It's, it was really annoying, but like in my life, it's not that important right now. Cool, we're cool, whatever. See ya. Yeah. And then we see the ladies, they're opening Karen's beautiful e-invitation with the vocal opera, you know. Unique invitation. Telegrammer. And we've got Wendy, Wendy and her boo, Eddie? Eddie. Hmm. I want to say Eddie. They're watching it together. We've got Giselle and Robin having a hysterical conversation where Robin's like half getting her eyelashes done. (laughs) And she still answers the FaceTime call. And I'm like, that's dedication to friendship. That is. Sometimes I don't answer when I'm, like, just not in the mood. I could just be on my couch, you know? No, I love to just wait till that rings out. And then if you text me and you're like, it's urgent, someone's dying, then I'll call you back. Oh, shit, I was just uh, brushing my teeth. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just was doing my podcast. <laughs> That's my latest excuse. That is good. So everyone's, yeah, talking a lot about, um, on the phone, it's Robin and Giselle, and they're talking about... You know how Robin went out with Wendy and Wendy was saying Karen doesn't have sex anymore and, and Robin and Giselle are laughing because they're like, well, yeah, it's so true. But, like, I just don't get why we care. Like, Yeah, I just think you? it's like do you care? they've been together for so long that, like, and none of these ladies have been married that long. Like, you want to be married for 17 years, Robin and Giselle, and tell me how it goes. Both of you are divorced and now back I with know, your baby like, daddies, like, 12 years later. I just don't get why they care. Anyway, so then we're at Monique's house. And so this was an interesting scene. She's kind of, she's a bit stressy. She's putting the three kids to bed. Then she kind of, she's having um, more of like a date night at, Oh, I liked this scene. I liked this scene, but it was interesting because she's kind of like, Chris, I need a bit more support. I want to feel like you're kind of making me feel like valued and like you're kind of courting me a bit. Like I want date nights. I think this is interesting because it's that whole conversation because Chris is – gut instinct in this is like well I'm supporting you like I'm the one who's paying for all of this stuff like if you have a nanny if everything's like set up like if we go out to dinner if you get a new outfit like that's stuff that he's paying for but I think she's trying to like get him to realize that it's not about the fact that he's paying for it it's about the fact that he should put in some effort relating to like organizing things like but also she's paying for it a bit too like she's in Potomac right the show yeah and then so she's, she's also got in her um that website thing i don't yeah. know what it's called she's... not for lazy moms or something <laughs> and she's not a lazy mom and you know she's got titula she's busy exactly she's got a bird she's teaching it how to poo although i do not know why command. you would get a bird that you have to potty train if you were stressed about like having three kids you know what i mean it's not the natural thing for a new mom of three kids to have 
to go out and do, you know, get a bit. But bless, like, you do you. It was just interesting. They had a very candid conversation on camera about their relationship, saying that she doesn't feel like she's fully getting enough out of him. And it kind of seemed like he also felt a bit the same. So, and which is interesting to me as well that they, because every scene that we see on Housewives, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt being like, they know exactly what's happening, obviously. Like they're filming at night, you know, we're going to talk about the fact that we're not connecting when they know that part of the conversations being had about their relationship this season is the fact that she maybe or maybe not slept with her trainer so I just feel like it's interesting that they've decided to even talk about it because most housewives would have been like oh I'm just gonna like make it out like we're the best couple ever because I don't want anyone to think that I'm cheating on him yes like Denise and Aaron yeah so I just I was intrigued about it so then we kind of cross over to Candace and her hubby what's his name Chris Chris, he's nice. I like him. Wait, did I name the other guy Chris too? Or are they both Chris's? They're both Chris. Okay, we're good. Like, did I just call everyone <laughs> I Chris? I named him Chris. Um, they're having a picnic. It's kind of cute, but like whatever. It's just like a little scene. But I like him because she's kind of like being, you know, she's reporting that she's made up with Ashley and he's like, cool, that's really good. And then he's, she says something else, like bitching about the girls. And he's like, well, you know, you were a bit crazy or something. You did throw someone a butter knife. Yeah. Like, I like that he calls her out a bit. Yeah, and I think that they're good together. Like, if Candace was with someone who is, like, a doormat, she would walk all over him and he would probably get stabbed in the throat. Yeah, I mean, it's kind with of... With a butter knife, so it would be a very long and painful She death. talks about her mom again. I'm kind of over her mom drama. Yeah, I think that she likes to use her mom as an excuse for everything like she's like I don't know if I want to have kids because of my mom I don't know if my wedding's gonna be good because of my mom I don't know why I get angry so easily I think it's because of my mom whereas I think she should probably just start taking ownership over herself and be like yeah maybe my life isn't always a result of my mom maybe I'm also an asshole and, and my mom's an asshole too and it's not like your mom's like a crazy bitch like yes she was at the wedding and stuff but we haven't seen anything I know she physically assaulted her with a purse but I don't know. It just doesn't seem as, like, intense as other relationship issues we've had on these seasons. Like, Leah's. It it seems like everyone's got some sort of issue with their mom. Like, yeah, Leah's mom in Roni. And then, you know, Ashley's had her fair share of things with her mom and, like, the financial dependence. And then you got poor, like, Karen, like, who lost her mom. So, like, I'm sure she would love to still have her mom around to fight with. So, like, I just think you've got to kind of you know handle the cards that you're dealt with from a parental situation and not spend every single waking moment blaming yeah your mom just grow up a little bit i think i think yeah she definitely she loves to play the mom card i think then we cut to um giselle's house and cal comes over who i have to formally apologize to because last week we had as our top five at five our friends of so we had like we had to name our top friends of housewives and i forgot about freaking cal who's amazing no i forgot about him as well and i feel like tonight he really proved his worth because he came over and was like giselle he like came in the house he was so much fun he like hugged her daughters i'm like of course he does and Um, she was just basically saying you know oh it's it's really confusing like i feel like the girls aren't really like receptive to the fact that me and jamal are back together um and he was like well you know he hurt your they hurt Jamal hurt <laughs> Jamal. you, so we chat them, and they're protective over you. And you've basically spent the last ten years talking about the fact that he hurt you, and now all of a sudden they're supposed to just 
forget about that and move on when like they haven't dealt with it. And he was just like, he obviously was so intensely listening. Yeah. His eyes were like, just and he offered the best advice. Like if I was there, I would have been like, look, you'll be fine. It'll sort itself out. He was like, no, they have a right to feel this way. Lead with love. Lead with Show love. them the importance of forgiveness. Giselle's just crying as well. And I was like, I fucking got goosebumps. Like this is the greatest friendship moment I've seen. And on. we learned that Cal was actually friends with Jamal. And then he met Giselle and stayed on Giselle's side. Like, I know. I love him. I love Cal. It was a really like just authentic friend moment. I feel like it really gave... Giselle some clarity about her situation with Jamal and the kids as well like she was like you know what yeah you're right like I still need to deal with the fact that this has happened and like they need to deal with it too so like I think Ramona needs a cow in her life she does yeah Karen needs a cow as well, not this we only a cow. Um, Then we finally get to the Hugo party, which is pretty much the Karen party. Yeah, I don't think that Ray knows what it is. There is like K's everywhere. It is like Chris Jenner vomited, you know? It's like pretty much Ray woke up from his nap. There was a suit laid out for him on the bed and he was like, okay. okay he put on the suit yeah. and then he walked downstairs and was like, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my house. And then he's like staring at his mural of Florida and crying. Right. So I'm get, I miss the whole Florida. What's the connection to Florida? Just that I think that originally when they moved to Great Falls and they had like sold their house and stuff, like Ray was like, I really want to move to Florida and retire. Ah. And um, is that like a retiring place? Yeah. Oh. It's super retiree. In certain sections, like not Miami, but like in other sections, you're just Sounds like, like my oh, type of place now. <laughs> close to the beach, very hot, filled with old people okay. and crazy people. No offense, Floridians. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think it is basically the Karen Huger party, which is supposed to be this like welcome back to Potomac thing, which I still think is like a bit of a weird theme. Yeah. It's also like, but you were just a suburb away, so. I know, and you didn't want to make a big deal about it when you left. So why make a big deal that you've Yeah, come didn't back? they like move in the night to avoid any like hoo-ha? I know, and then now you're like, We're back. Our finances are in check. Woo-hoo. I've got the grand dump. We've paid our taxes. Woo. Woo. We're not in trouble anymore. Woo. They're all wearing different things. So like Giselle is in like a really sparkly situation that I'm not like a huge fan of, but I'm also biased because I just you love know. Giselle and I think she's gorgeous. I don't really she'll... like the blue eyeshadow that she wore either. Yeah, but if anyone could wear it, it would be her. She could wear a paper bag over like, her head and I'd be like, sexy, can I? Just wanna have. And then we have, um, who else was there? Before? Wendy. Oh, Wendy was wearing no pants, but I like it. Shortest dress. You could almost see her hoo-ha. It was definitely a Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton getting out of a car moment waiting to happen. Yeah. For sure, you need a little um, a little blur. Candace was wearing like a weird shawl that I didn't like. It was like a tight dress with a shawl. Yeah, it was weird. Monique was in a cute play suit. I thought it was cute. Her body is fucking incredible, especially after just having a kid. Um, Ashley's wearing like a really cute um, floroy pink dress. She's trying to get back her pre-baby mentality so she's wearing something tight which I, I thought was really she cute she looks so sweet and cute like i just I make i want to give ashley a hug i know and she got her hair straightened like i just was really happy for her and Same. then fucking robin i love her so much she rocked up late as per usual and she brought like a stack of five pizza boxes as a little homage to when giselle and her and ashley like tried to see if karen actually lived in that grand 
Great Falls house. And she wore that, like, I thought that was disguise. fun that she did this. Like, I don't think it was shady. And I'm glad Karen could see the fun in it. Like, oh, my God. Everyone thought it was hilarious. And it was such a Giselle move. Yeah, I know. Well, um, so I don't think, actually, if Giselle did it, though, she'd get away with it. I feel like Robin kind of gets a free pass all the time. Because she's so cute. Yeah, from the shop. She's a cutie patootie. So Karen, I don't think, likes Wendy, though, because they're sitting outside after that scene all together. And Wendy says something to her and Karen kind of gives her the cold shoulder. And Wendy's like, seriously? Yeah, and then she pretty much, like, turns her back to her. Like, I'm pretty sure Wendy's, like, on her left and Ashley's on her right. And she's like, so Ashley, like, let me tell you about my relationship with Ray. Like, things are different now that the children have flown the nest and we do need to work on that connection. And I'm kind of like... Where does this come from? Like, all of a sudden you're having this really deep conversation. Karen likes people that give, like, she loves a captive audience, which is Ashley. Like, Ashley will listen, take advice, or just be like, you know, not, she's not, like, Karen is not intimidated by Ashley, but I think she's quite intimidated by Wendy. So I think that's where she clashes with people, Karen. Totally. She wants to be, like, the mentor. Yeah. She doesn't want someone who knows more than she does about things and has healthier relationships than she does. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We then get the greatest television moment of all time with Karen doing a little bit of an outfit change. Then all of a sudden everyone's gathering around poor little Ray. It's half his party, but he's standing in the audience as well. And Karen just comes out in this Beyonce fucking pink, you know, suit pantsuit what's the song is it formation from her lemonade album and she's like you know that bit yes yes and she's wearing a hat so she's just coming out as beyonce i think she even calls herself (laughs) kianse everyone has a little kianse everyone was like why she does this little like head nod thing to the beat which we can only assume is a beyonce song because they obviously didn't buy the rights to play it too spancy um and poor little ray is again he's on the little sidelines he's doing a little boogie I felt bad in this bit because afterwards you just see him go up to his room. So it's just like super energy charged moment. And then it's just like, oh, like he goes up to his room. Like you don't really see. It's not sad, but I'm just like, I hope he's okay. That's so me at parties though. I'm like, especially if it's hosted at my house, I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. You guys can leave. Good night. <laughs> I think that's kind of, oh, wait, well, no, it's not where we totally leave it. There is a bit of a confrontation with, between Giselle and Candace. It's not that exciting, but pretty much Candace really wants to be friends with Giselle. She kind of says something behind Giselle's back that wasn't too big, but I think Giselle's like, enough is enough. You tweeted mean about me. You're calling me a monster, even if it is offhand. I just can't be bothered with you. By Candace. And Candace yes. was like, oh, oh, no. Shit. You know? Yeah. So I didn't mind the fact that they're not friends because Giselle's my fave and Candace is the suckiest person. So Candace is my fave to hate. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, and then next week, you guys, we get all the ladies are going to Monique's lake house, which I'm super excited for. It looks like it's just the ladies and no husbands, which is my favorite kinds of episodes. They're no all children. in a giant house together. They're doing like some twerking, some bonding. And then towards the end of the episode, we get Candace coming to Giselle with the news that someone's baby daddy was seen in a strip club the night before. And whose baby daddy was it, Chantal? Ashley's. It was Michael Darby. Surprise, surprise. So pretty much another season of Michael maybe being gay. Or being a fucking asshole. Either way. (laughs) Either way, I'm here for it. 
Welcome back, guys. We're just about to recap the new app of Below Deck. And I really liked this week's episode. Like, I knew I would. It looked juicy. Last week's was juicy. This, it's about yeah. to get juicier. It seems like this is kind of the, the – it's weird because the season's been going on for a little while. Yeah, It's only like now we're getting a little climax, you know? Like, I it know. feels like we're reaching some really juicy stuff. Been through so many chief stews. Oh, my God. So stews. many stews in general. Stew, stew. So, overall, last week we finished off Hannah has left the boat officially. Tears, tears. She was an excellent chief stew. May We've she got rest. Move on. Yeah. May she rest offshore. Rest offshore in a hotel with her boyfriend. <laughs> um. So we start back up. We're back in the kitchen. We do have this um charter guest. They're like particularly picky eaters. They've sent back a couple of things, which I'm not sure if it's them or if it's Tom. I know I can't tell because firstly they have like a lobster situation where the lobster they don't they want to be more cooked but technically you can have lobster raw so they're just like that's their palate right yeah so cool 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 it's poached or, yeah, yes it's poached that's you just said poached very much I think it's the one where me. you just like soak it in citrus or something for yeah. ages and it like semi cooks it so I think he did that and then they were just like, what? This is raw. And then he got really frustrated because their palates weren't sophisticated enough for food. So firstly, like it's, yeah, it's annoying that they complain, but also it's just like, it, I don't feel like one dish complaining like warranted that response. Oh wait, no, we did have the oysters even like before That's too. That's true. But I just think that Tom's like making a bit of a, Hoo-ha. a mountain out of a uh, manishka. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do it. So close. Keep trying. He just wants everyone to forget the minutia of the beautiful. meal. Which is that it's undercooked. Which is that it's undercooked. And, and he gets has really upset. He's still really upset about this cake thing, which I just think is like, it's just your average chef things you have to do. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't seem like he's, he seems like he's easily rattled by these things that aren't that crazy. Like, he pretty much has, like, a small breakdown in, I think, the freezer. Yeah, there's a freezer moment. Malia, like, takes him into the freezer and he's like, my reputation's on the line. Like, this is embarrassing. She's like, baby, I hate seeing you like this. Yes. Oh, my God, you do great, Malia. Thank you. I felt I felt it in baby. my bones. Baby, what can he do for you, I can't do, do it again. You, just keep, let's keep talking. Let's hope it comes out okay. again. Okay. Oh, it's just so stressful. This is just my oh, – I've lost mine Baby, well. I brought you on deck. You, no, okay. <laughs> Continue. So we get Tom's mini little breakdown with Malia. She tentatively calms him down for the moment, but it is a bit scary because it seems like she is giving up a bit of her bosun hat. Her bosun bossiness. Yeah, to to like support her boyfriend, which I get would be hard to do, but at the same time she's in a really senior position and she needs to be out on the deck looking at her crew because... Well, this is the thing. Like, if it was any other chef, she would just be like, look, you guys are having it tough. We'll try and help out after we do our thing. But she's obviously just feeling that responsibility being like, oh, shit, this is my boyfriend. I kind of put my hand up for him. Eek. You know? I think she spends most of this episode in the galley. Yes. She kind of does, except there is that one bit where, so there's this one bit where they're putting away um, the, what are the outside people called? Deckhands? Deck crew. Deck crew. They're like putting away the slide from the day and they're rolling it up and it's not quite rolling up. Mm. They've tried a few times. It's Pete and Rob. And Malia's like, look, let's just forget it and like put it away over here yeah. in the corner. And then 
Rob looks at Pete and he's like, do you think we can do it? We, let's go one more time. Emily is like, guys, like I'm the boss. They're like, no, nah, we've got it. And they do get it done and then it wraps up nicely and it gets put put away where it's supposed to, but it takes a while. Mm. So Malia's like pretty, like pretty angry. And then Rob's like, see, we could do it. And she's like, everyone's like, why are you angry? She's like, because you fuckers not doing your job. Mm. And then she kind of storms off. And then she's sitting in the crew mess with Captain Sandy having um, dinner or whatever. And Rob comes in. I think Rob's just kind of a bit of a straight shooter. He's like, look, like, what's have I done something to upset you? Like, why are you angry? And um, immediately Malia is like saying all this stuff in front of Captain Sandy. You know, oh, you were defying my orders. Like, when I ask you to do something, you should just do it instead of like, give me all this pushback. And Rob, I think, was pretty, I think, I get the feeling that Rob's a bit sensitive and like. Yeah. And he'd had a sensitive moment before that because he felt like he wasn't being appreciated between Rob and Pete. Yeah. Pete almost really is there. But they had a moment where they were like helping people take stuff to the island, like the charter guest to an island for a day lunch. And he just, they didn't listen to what he said. Anyway, he just felt a bit left out. So his ego was a little bit stepped on. Yeah. And then I think this, and he is very sensitive too. Yeah. So I think it was just a bit of a poor poorly handled situation because she's saying all this stuff in front of captain sandy oh you were defying orders you being rude and he is like i've never been rude to you a single time like we got it done we got done in a timely manner which i'm sure they did emily's like oh no you didn't it's nine o'clock or something yeah would she care it took like three hours would she care if the chef didn't get stuff on the table in time no she should have really what she should have done was just say get it done get it done asap yeah. put that slide in its little... Well, I was pretty impressed Rob said in front of Captain Sandy's, like, I don't appreciate being called a fucker. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Because that's not professional either. You want to no. talk about being professional? Malia. Malia. But, of course, Malia. Sandy... Um, takes Malia aside. Takes Malia aside, which I know she has to do maybe because she's bosom, but... You just kind of got the vibe that Malia was already talking about it with Captain Sandy before Rob even arrived in the room. I don't know. It's just one of, ever since Malia, we found out how all these private conversations about Hannah without addressing Hannah. I feel like she's probably doing the same to everyone. And I'm sure there is a level of anger toward Malia with all the crew right now because they're like, you know what, if you had just done this the right way, we could... Maybe you've had some notice or not be under this pressure right now, you know? Yeah, and they're all feeling it. Like Bugsy makes a couple complaints a couple times about being really under the pub, which it does look like she is. Like she's doing double shifts and stuff. And then we've got, you know, Bugsy's working hard this shift. Like Jess is complaining a lot. I know. And she half falls asleep. She's standing up in one scene and she's just leaning against the wall and sleeping. And I get they're working hard, but there's one scene where her and Rob are kissing and then they get radio to do something and they're angry about it a bit it's like guys you're working for the dough and this isn't robin uh jess have like an interesting little dynamic this episode we get a little bit more of jess's crazy so we did see in i think they did like a beach episode a few episodes back where jess was saying her next plans after the boat docks is to go to bali and rob was like oh maybe i'll come That'd be nice. Keep in mind they've met like a month ago. It's a bit of a commitment. And she's like, I feel like I want you to come to Bali more than you want to come to Bali. And he's like, oh. He's like, no, I said I want to come. Yeah, he's like, what? I I love you. (laughs) Like I say I love you all the time. And and you like said nothing. Yeah. So anyway, he plans this whole big cute thing for her um, with little clues from everyone on the team where – 
he surprises her on one of the decks with um, like a printout of the tickets he had bought, which is um, on the same flight as her to Bali. And she just is like, yay. Yeah. Like I felt like she was like, oh. And then they well, made out. Well, she seemed really happy when it happened, but I feel like she might have already known. I just got that vibe that she wasn't like shocked. And then they show <laughs> the oh, best so bit great. is so weird when they get back to the cabin and she's like, wait. So you knew about this for a week. You lied to me. He's like, she's like, you're really good at lying. He's like, what? I was surprising you. You. It's yeah, like, she's come like, on, never mate. lie ever again. Like that's called a surprise. He was doing it to surprise you. I don't know. I was yeah, like, she's this just, guy cannot win. Yeah, it goes to show that women are sometimes really impossible to please, and it's just the way that it is. And I think Rob, yeah, he's um, he's not having a good episode next week. It looks like it looks like there's a bit of beef between them. Not beef, but just. Troubling paradise, I think. But anyway, this um in this week's episode again, after the first kind of hoo-ha with the guests, um, Tom has to cook another meal at the end where his chicken is undercooked. Yeah, which is not good. Which is not you like you can't really have undercooked chicken. You really can't have undercooked chicken. And it did look a little bit pink. And I just think, okay, if I'm a chef and the first time I did poach something, these guys weren't into it. Maybe this time I just won't do poached chicken. I'll just do like pan fried chicken or like crumb chicken. I don't know. They're I know. Just... And then he goes straight back to his like, oh, but they just don't have sophisticated palates. Like they don't understand what I've it's done. Like, and read it's the like, room, Tommy. Read, yeah. And he just has such an attitude about such like going up to go bean see in his the gas. Like he doesn't want to go to the beach when they're on the beach. Like he doesn't want to go upstairs and he like refuses to hold the cake when it's like someone's birthday. Like yeah, he's like, I think I'll he go said, upstairs, but I won't hold the cake. Didn't he say like, um, now I feel like a circus monkey. It's like, I'm sorry. Don't you know how this works? Like this every chef goes upstairs. Job. Yeah. You have to have some sort of like, you know, show face moment so that you can get yeah. a tip. Like, I just think he doesn't get it. Tom, I thought like I would either love or not have an opinion of, but I actually hate him. Like I he really kind of seems like, like really manipulative as well to Malia. Like, he yeah. puts her down. I mean, I'm only seeing him in the kitchen, but it's not a great place. And he's got a lot of attitude towards Bugsy as well, which a I think in, in a normal circumstance she would never deal with. Totally. But She's like, just being nice because of Malia. Exactly. Anyway, I feel like the only other thing that kind of happens in this episode is that Jess gets in trouble from Captain Sandy for the laundry, which I think is a bit stupid because they are down a stew and, like, times they be tough. I know, which makes me think, like, what, is she doing it really bad or is she not doing it at all? Do you know I what I mean? No, She's like, there should just be laundry machines running at all given times. Yeah, it feels a lot. Also, and how by, much laundry can you have? I don't know. I think they wash the sheets, like, every single night and, like, all the towels and stuff. And then oh, they I'd do the crew stuff. I mean, they better with the money they'd pay. I'd rather be in laundry than out with the guests. Yeah, the, okay, so these guests are crazy. Fucking we watched trash. this episode with Kendall's boyfriend, Nick, and he was like, surely these guys porn are being, stars. yeah, they're porn stars or, like, they're being paid to be here. Like, no one is willingly doing these weird, like, backward vagina-showing shoots. This one guy comes out with an elephant and he's pee. trunk that covers his pee in, like, a little underwear scenario. It's really strange. They're odd guests, and I was honestly very excited to see them leave because I'm ready for the next charter guest, which happened to be guests we've had on Below Deck Med before. I don't truly remember them, but I do remember who their stew was, and that was Aisha, who has just returned to the boat at the end of this episode. Aisha from a 
previous season of Below Deck Med, she's back. She's the cutie New Zealand girl. She fell in love with um, one of the deckhands in her That's season. Cute. I get warm vibes from her. She seems fun. She's really sweet. She's good at her job. She's got a great demeanor with the guests. I see her in Bugsy clashing though. Yeah, she's probably a little bit more chill. Her okay. and Hannah got along really well. Interesting. Um, And yeah, she was totally in love with this guy. And then I think that when they left the boat, he cheated on her or something. It was really Aww, sad. But Isha. she's really cute. She's a bit kooky. She's a bit cray-cray, but like brings a great energy. Yeah, I think we need a bit of a fresh zing-zang energy in there. Yeah, I'm excited for next episode because apparently they are picking up the guests in Ibiza. Ibiza. Also, I want to say, I think, I think we need other guests to tell whether or not Tom's a good chef because yeah. they were just really weird. So I'm like, I can't tell if you guys are being weird or he's just bad. So now I, I want to know objectively, you know. And I think he has more breakdowns next episode. I can't. I really quite like his breakdowns. Like I quite like watching them. I feel like. I know that's mean. It'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, you guys, we are ready to play our favorite game of the evening. It is top five at five. Tonight's category is favorite couples of Bravo. Like this is one I thought we might have done before, but we haven't. We've done couples we wouldn't want to be in, which seems a lot more bitchy so and it's exciting. Just the so opposite of that, it's the positive spin. <laughs> couples that you aspire to be like, that you're emotionally, physically, essentially attracted to, or invested in. Is that exactly. right? Okay, we did it right. Because yeah. I'm like, I did it as invested in too. Like, you then I'm like, do I just it wrong. You guys. Okay, you go first, number okay. five. My number five is Chris and Monique from Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh my God. Okay, they're cute. I see I just, that. I, I just vibe. I like their honesty. I like how they dealt with the whole situation with Chris's mother in law. Like, when yeah, true, that she said that shit, you know, I just feel like he's really cute. And, like, I know that they've been kind of talking about some issues they've been having recently and stuff, but I just, I really enjoy them. I, yeah, we'll get back to that. I think there's something hiding with him. I don't know. That's just my, that's just like, I get a feeling. Okay, my number five, bit of an interesting one because they're not really a couple anymore, but Dolores and Frank Catania. I don't know how to say it. I've actually not seen those seasons of Jersey. Well, they're the old ones, I think. But I have heard excellent things. They're like divorced, but they still co-parent and love each other. Yeah, and also like sometimes live together. Like she has a new boyfriend and he is around a lot. Like, this boyfriend has to be pretty comfortable in the relationship to allow that. But they're just really cute. Aww. And, like, everyone's... But do you want them to be back together? Yeah. Thank you. Your turn. Who's number four? Okay. My number four is um, Ken and Lisa. Oh, my God. I forgot about them. I just think that, like, even watching, like, the earlier seasons of BH, like, they just have such a funny... Like, they are the same person. Yeah. Like, they have the same exact senses of humor. Like, they love sarcasm and British humor and cups of tea and dogs. Like, they just, like, could not be and better fanciness. suited to yeah, each other. True. And they're, like, super loyal. Yeah. Ride or die. I don't think there's ever been a time that Ken has not had Lisa's back. No, I. but maybe, like, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, my number four is Kyle and Mauricio. Oh, I have Kyle and Mauricio. Yeah, they're I my number like one. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I really like them. I think they're really cute. They've got a great chemistry. I find him super sexy. He's super sexy. They seem to communicate well. They go on hikes. He loves her child that 
she didn't have with Sarah. Him. He was there since day dot. She seems like a great dad. She seems like a great mom. I and just I, love their dynamic. I also love that um they're all friends with her ex, that yeah. Farah's dad. Like and Mauricio is so nice to him. Like I love seeing all those graduations. And Farah was like, I have two dads. And you're like, oh, I know. I'm gonna cry. I was like, what is this? Like, why is your family so normal? Oh, <laughs> my so that was my number one so i only have two more oh shit my awesome. number three was tom and ariana oh they're my number one. Oh my gosh we're so similar because <laughs> obviously like we talked about this a little bit before but like i just love the way they bounce off of each other i think they're both super supportive to each other's like little neuroses you know like ariana's been very open about her issues with depression tom stood by her side like and they're also another couple that always have each other's backs. Yeah. They they've never I mean, they have arguments. They'll be open about like shit that's yes, not they're not working. gonna hide shit though. It's not on my phone, Tom. It's not on my phone. I love I actually sorry, it's making me emotional fan <laughs> pump. I really miss it. I know me too. Um, okay, so my They're third. the only couple in Vanderpump worth aspiring towards. Totally. Oh, I saw something today and was like, I'd love to see Ariana as a housewife. Oh, no, she'd be a housewife. She's too nice. Yeah, true. She doesn't want to do any drama. No. Okay, so my number three is Robin and Juan. <gasps> That's my number two. I knew it would. I knew that would be on your list. So I was like, I watch number. So oh. all I have then is my number two. This is who? Oh, have we done all your? Mine's all done. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, Melissa and Joey Walker. Oh, I forgot Because they're them. cute. And she had a really, really shit, like, singing career. And he, like, really, you know supported that so oh yes. i love that me too god well, we're pretty similar i know well that was a good one because there's like no one that has good relationships on any real housewives <laughs> no <laughs> i kind of like went and thought about roni husbands but i was like there are none there are none and then you're like oc and you're like oh they're all divorced i guess i guess i could have said um luann's like french guy he seemed nice but we don't know anything oh, yeah. about him Je- jacques jacques yeah jacques yeah or Jean, something Jean? like that. I love it. Jean-Francis? Francois? No, I don't know. I gave up. So here's the next top five. I think we should do top five best transformations. So whether it's, you know, from season one to the season now, whether we think that they've had like a Watch full-blown up. emotional personality change, like Camille Grammer, I think, really changed after season one totally. to the person she is now, or whether you think someone's had a bit of a physical update in their time on Bravo. Like, I think that, um, you know. Kyle? Kyle, yeah, she looks a lot different. Sonia, her face Yeah, exactly. Sonia's looking a bit different. Bethany, I think, looks different. You've also got um, people like Carol Razzle. I think when yeah. she first started the show, she seemed a bit different than she is now. Like, uh, let's just do um, like evolutions and who we think have had the biggest either physical or emotional um, transformations. Love it. I'm down. This one's going to get deep. I feel like it. And I feel like we'll have some different ones as opposed to favorite yeah. couples where we're like, same, 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 same. <laughs> It's a little bit more broad. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks guys for joining us this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know. Send us a little message on Oh Bravo, the podcast Instagram. Yes, please. We do lots of fun posts there, lots of memes, lots of Instagram stories. Sometimes I do quizzes when I'm bored. So if you want some some little Bravo trivia, then jump on at Oh Bravo, the podcast. Hit us up and we can't wait to chat next week. See you.